Welcome back to the TV Talk Machine, episode 250 of volume four. I can't remember five <laughs> of this thing. I'm Jason Snell, and across the internet from me, it is Tim Goodman. Hello. Hey Jason, how are you? I think it's three. I think it's three volumes of this. Are you sure? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I think it's really? more than that. Is it more than? That? <laughs> the TV talk machine. You know, people don't understand the machine is uh, indestructible. Yes, uh, you cannot kill it, uh, even though you might want to. Right, we're here, and that shows mm-hmm. you that the machine is indestructible. Yeah, this is volume four. Um, oh, it, it is occasionally it, really? it occasionally oh runs out of gas. <laughs> pulls off to the side of the road it sits there for a while and then it comes back because it is an it, it, you know the machine can't be stopped it can the only machine, run out of fuel off. yeah mm-hmm. so uh yeah so so version one was at the chronicle yeah uh version two was the one that we tried to do w- where you came over to my office at MacWorld uh, yes. and we recorded uh-huh. those yeah version three was the one that you did by yourself Wow. <laughs> At the Hollywood Reporter. And this this is, uh, there were seven of those. Oh, was there really? Volume two and volume three were both seven episodes. Seven total. Didn't, didn't, okay. <laughs> didn't go long. <laughs> but 250 of these bad Volume boys. four, 250 episodes. How many did we do at the Chronicle? 167. Wow. Okay, so we're kicking ass. Yeah. So yeah. this is our way of saying this is the last episode of volume four of the TV Talk Machine. Yeah. But this it doesn't kinda, mean that doesn't mean you should delete our podcast from your podcast player because something else will happen here probably mm-hmm. sometime. But this is we wanted to like with two fifty. I think it's time to like put the put the book close the volume and say we did two fifty. I mean, because the truth is that ever since you quit your job, it's been like well, this is kind of weird, and we've been like, <laughs> well, it, maybe it'll be different or maybe it'll be the same. And I, I feel like with this one, we're going to be like this is the this is the end of that volume, and we'll do something different. Um, with the next one. Yeah, it's a 250 is a really nice round number. And uh and these were pretty informative. I mean, like vastly well, more informative than the Chronicle yes, ones. Yes, the, the let's let's say relative to other versions yes. of it, vastly yeah. more informative. It's true. Vastly. Yeah. I mean, we basically stayed focused. Mm-hmm. We had v- almost no silly voices. Very few crept in, but not many. No. It's because I can't do them, so that helps. <laughs> Although, you know, Joe didn't never stop, stop Joe. Joe. Yeah, never stop Joe. <laughs> um, oh, brutal. Goodman, it's Putin. <laughs> and it always sounded like the Count, the count from yes, Sesame Street. The same Street. voice. Same, it was genius. Exact same voice. But to, yeah, I think you're right. I think 250 is good. I think that um, this iteration is... Uh, yeah, I think after I uh, quit at THR... And boy, did I get out at the right time. Man. Ooh, man. I, I'm telling you, I would have been the first out the door. There's literally no question about right? it. Right? I guess you might have gotten some sweet, sweet severance or something, but... Oh, I don't think they you got You don't think so? You just, no. just, like, take a hike, buddy? Ta- the, yeah, they told... they told. I don't know if I've said this story. They told Todd McCarthy, who was the chief movie critic, to his face... That the reason that he had to go was he was making too much it's money. It's too expensive. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. that, I think, on the last time we, we did yeah. this. That it just so all happened. Like, so like, oh, yeah. God, yeah. So I got out right in time. and then But since then, Jason, I think one of the things that kind of hit it for me um, in realizing that, like, that the that that part of my past is, like, over and I'm focused on other things is that <clears throat> I watched two of 
my recent favorite shows and i'm and i'm not going to mention them because that's the whole point um i mean like i thought oh, they were really I, good i see you because then then you're talking about them and you just want to have watched them and enjoyed them yeah and also i felt like well it's it was, it was a weird impulse i will say this because i watched these two shows okay one of them i can say because it's not that big of a deal um uh westworld season three. Oh yeah me too um and um the other one, uh, okay, I'll just say you it. You can break the glass, do it. I'll do it, but I won't tell you why I had an apoplectic fit about both of them. But the second one was um, uh, Sex Education Season 2. Uh-huh. And, you know, these are series that, that I've really loved, mm-hmm. uh, especially Season 1 of Sex Education, which I thought was brilliant. And I've taught it in my my class for like three semesters. Uh, separate semesters, maybe four, no, three for sure. Um, season one, and I really loved. Uh, I was a fa- a big fan of the season, first season of Westworld. I thought season two was fine. I just was not like as everybody being like totally crazy. They get all mad about the time. I was just fine with it. Those that's a show that I really just want to sit back and and like watch. I think I'm actually breaking my rule here. And then. Uh, mm. Uh, so when they were going to go into the new world in season three, I was like, well, that's a, I like that stroke of change where you're, you're like, you're getting out into the, the people's world. You've left the park. And I thought that was like a really good idea. And, um, yeah. so anyway, um, so I watched those two shows, you know, here I am kind of breaking it. I won't break it as bad as I want to break it. Uh, but after I watched those two shows, I, I found this overwhelming urge to go on Twitter and kind of like do a TV critic oh. kind of like rant, and and not just a rant, but maybe to sort of like put it in perspective and talk about what I thought went wrong, or in one case, spectacularly wrong. Hmm. Um, and yeah, there was just and there were little things that were pushing buttons of things that I'm interested in, like. Uh, you know, philosophy and I don't, whatever. And then, and then just, there was TV critic stuff that was, uh, you're just, your knee jerk reaction after 20 years is to like, ah, I, this is where things went totally sideways. And why would you do that? Why would, who was not there to stop that (laughs) decision from being made? And I, and I had that like, so those two were, and I almost did it. I almost went on Twitter and, and like did a big thing. And I was like, you know what? This is like not what you do anymore. So like you got to like stop this urge. And I realized that I had to like, because I don't really care anymore. It's like, um, you know, that's like nature is healing. Tim has yes. opinions about television again. Yeah. Just like, like, because there was a period there where it's like, mm-mm, mm, yeah, no. <laughs> and your brain's like, oh, I watched the thing and have an opinion about it. So, like, oh, whoa, wait a second. How'd that yeah. happen? Yeah, and I and and it was good, and I've and, and there's been p- positive stuff too for like, uh, it, again, not going on Twitter to sort of like say all the stuff about how much I love Peaky Blinders, um, but there was this feeling that temporarily, like, two things around Peaky Blinders. I wanted to go at one point. I wanted to go on, and I can say it here to our beloved listeners. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go on Twitter and say. Um, here's three shows that I really loved, uh, that were small personal shows, which are now, which are my favorite kind of shows. And I was going to give that advice out. And then I was going to say, um, uh, obviously when you're in a lockdown, we're looking for things to, to watch, um, you know, 
don't miss out. Like now's a great time to watch um, uh, counterparts. Mm-hmm. Now's a great now's a great time to watch Patriot if you've never done it. Now's a great time to watch Peaky Blinders, and uh, which I'm still working my way through. I'm starting season four, um, and then I'm I, I was in this whole Peaky Blinders, uh, loving it so much and trying to put it in perspective and trying to put it where it ranks, and that was going to be like my third separate like time that I was going to go on Twitter and I've stopped myself each time. Uh, so yeah, it's harder than it seems to sort of give up that muscle memory. Once, once I started to like, uh, not freak out about the pandemic and actually start watching TV. Cause you know, I, it's basically the pandemic basically started not that long after I had quit my job and right. was doing this other thing. Um, so yeah, and you know, I was just, what I, sorry, what I realized, I guess making this a longer story than it needs to be was that I don't want to do that anymore. I don't really want to comment any, on anybody else's TV show. Um, because that that was like a thing that I used to do, and I don't do that right. anymore. And and, if, and you have to put that behind you if you're going to successfully make the break, which in I have otherwise done. I've been very silent about things. Um, you know, I tweet sometimes, but not that much. Um, sometimes it's music related, but yeah. So it was, but I was feeling this urge to like that the TV critic impulses after watching these two those two shows in. in uh, particular, I could feel it like I know exactly what to say about both of these shows, and I was feeling a kind of a rant coming on, and I was like, "Nah, don't be that guy." Mm. So then I knew that the TVTM probably was we got to pu- pull it off to the yeah. side of the road. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I, otherwise, I want to. I don't I, without without coaxing anything out of you. I will say. <laughs> I thought Westworld season three was a lot better than the second season because I thought it was more coherent. I thought being out in the outside world was good. I thought that there were large parts of it that were very good, but there was one episode, and I forget which one it was now, maybe episode five, that I thought was where where we... Basically, everything with, um, with Maeve, mm-hmm. um, that character is supposed to be sort of the equal of um dolores yeah and i thought that this was a good season for dolores uh but but thandy newton just completely wasted and the the episode where she sort of like they tread water with nazis and stuff uh for most of the episode i thought was a complete waste of time and then by the time the end of the season happens i still felt like um she had been completely mishandled and they sort of get in fights a couple of times like they they do it once and they they just oh, an episode later they do it again like mm-hmm. they have run out of ideas of things to do other than to have these two characters fight and i don't know it was one of those things where i liked the season as a whole fine and thought it was a, a an improvement on the previous season but um by the end it, it kept my feelings my generosity toward it kept reducing, especially because Thandi Newton's character, there was supposed to be, it felt like there was a structure where they were supposed mm-hmm. to be in parallel. And and that was how it was all set up was like, they were going to be parallel and they're vying. They have, they have different ends, but they're both out in the real world. And in the end, they made a bunch of decisions like having her be basically a completely powerless pawn in the hands of this character we'd never heard of before who just <laughs> appears and is evil, sort of, and has a brother who we'd never heard of before who appears. Like, that whole side of the storyline felt like a complete failure to me. Whereas all the stuff with Dolores and, like, recruiting Marshawn Lynch and, like, 
<laughs> like and and uh um what's his name from breaking bad like I, I actually like that part of the plot i like that part of the story but um but it didn't have its other half and i don't really know quite what happened there so i'm i'm kind of of two minds about uh, oh see it's like half and half of about westworld which is like parts of it i really liked and i liked how i love how it looked and they leaned into the whole blade runner thing it looked great looked like a million bucks which it is looked great good there's no question it cost yes. a fortune but yeah. story-wise um it was uh you know parts of it were frustrating character wise and story wise it was kind of a mess and although i think i get the point that they're trying to make by the end of it um we stopped the the we paused the show at several points so my wife and i could talk over what we're seeing because there was a lot that was just like oh suffice to say there's a computer that knows everything like Mm -hmm. okay um but we're gonna blow it up by talking to it oh all right like and there, there are a bunch of leaps like that that i don't know it was it so it, I was let down by it, but I still thought it was uh, more interesting and better than the previous year. Yeah, that's my take. Wow, I will, I will say, I won't say much about season three because it will be not a thing I should you know, do. Yeah, but I would say that I liked season two exponentially better. Interesting. Than season three. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah season two for me didn't it was like they were trying yeah. to play the hits and it didn't work for me sex education season two there's a lot of stuff i like about it it was a little too sitcommy for me this time um and felt i felt like they got away from a lot of the stuff that was really great about season one but i, I thought it was fine it nothing to make me want to rant about it i guess yeah i mean i it's not rantable it's just it's just i think i think it's uh un- some of it was unfortunate yep um you know there is yeah yep don't just it's fine <laughs> but i do love peaky blinders and i'm loving that i've been watching right. some other stuff too um uh i did finish up um devs because you were ahead of me last right. time we talked and devs and i think that i i ended up um sort of changing my opinion on devs where i, I liked it more i'm not sure all of it was a success but i liked it more when i by the time i finished it yeah, um, I don't. I'm not sure it stuck the landing, but I'm mm-hmm. glad I went on the journey. I mean, it looked great. It asked mm-hmm. a bunch of interesting questions. I'm not sure. I entirely think the ending makes sense, but I know. I I get what I get what they're trying to do, and like I said, I'm, I'm not sure I'm satisfied with where it ended up. But I, I would love I would love to see more things like that on TV. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and you know, it's funny because like I look at stuff where. You know, there's certain shows where I don't bother to try. Like, I could never in a million years, uh, you know, like when I look at like West World, it's just like, I just want to be entertained. That's really kind of all I want to do. But I do want some semblance of things to happen. But I realize that like the bigger production shows uh, and the complicated dramas are interesting in themselves. It's the smaller, it's the smaller shows I like. I, like yesterday, I was telling somebody, um, although that somebody was marveling about counterpart and me too. Like I, I marvel when a, when a big drama does great work for an extended period of time. Now, obviously counterpart is only on for two seasons, but everybody can watch it now on, on Amazon. Um, and, and he's about to start watching Patriot. And I was like, yeah, there's the same thing. Two, two great seasons. Um, and now that I'm watching Peaky Blinders, it's, you know, it's, as I look at it now, I'm just like, there's really something about it where it works on some bunch of levels where 
you wouldn't think it works. And, you know, it has its weaknesses. Of course, every show does. But um, really I'm impressed with it through three of the five. Hmm. I think there's even going to be more maybe, but um about to start four. Uh, so yeah, the big ones are really, I, I appreciate somebody's ability to do that. But what I re- what's really attracts me to, uh, and maybe it's, uh, I don't know, timing or something, but like I was telling this, uh, person, this, uh, uh, my friend Dan, who, who runs a wine shop, uh, that like to, to do back to life on Showtime, um, and to do, uh, this way up from Hulu, uh, you know, both of those are basically like British, Irish, BBC type productions that were half hour long, very personal, mm-hmm. really interesting, really. Those are the two of the ones, of course, that I went out on reviewing uh, before I left THR. And those still really resonate with me. And so I and oh, and also like Mr. Inbetween, I'm still looking for shows, shows like that. Those are the ones that kind of stick with me in a more um, contemplative way. Rather than when I look at something bigger, I'm just like, okay, I want this big production to like really, you know, amuse me in some way, just entertain me. I have a few, um, I have a few viewing notes that I want, I wanted to throw out. Mm -hmm. Um, since this is still volume four for now. Um, but first I have a correction, very important from uh, last, last episode. I, uh, ranted about Apple TV's show that I didn't like and, uh, our our uh, friend of the show, Matt Mitovich, who still does this for a living, just wanted to point out that it's actually called Home Before Dark, not Back Before Dark. And I, what I want to say is I don't regret the error because I don't <laughs> like the show at all and I don't really care. But no, I do regret the error. I, if I'm going to rip a show apart, I should call it by its name. Ah, uh, yeah. So there. It happened to be before in print. So, you know, yeah. it happens. Yeah. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot ta- of shows have the same title. And talking, mm-hmm. you know. Um while we were off, the Parks and Rec uh, reunion Zoom special thing happened. Oh, I don't know if you caught I did, that. I did not see that, but On, yeah, I heard it was good. It was pretty good. I mean, uh-huh. uh, you know, it, it's a little forced. Hello. It is what it is. It, they, yeah. Literally, everyone was forced <laughs> by this situation to do it. But it reminded me how much I like that show and uh, had some good jokes. And that was that's enough. Just like a hug. Yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of what you're, it's weird. It's weird to you know. Maybe I'll revisit it later. I just I just love the shows so much. I didn't really need a reunion, but I know that we're in the pandemic, and like any little bit of entertainment is good. Yeah, um, I I have a check in on streaming services that I use because I discovered I've been using Hulu a lot lately, which is oh, kind of yeah. funny. Uh-huh. Yep, me too. So what we do in the shadows season two is concluding, yes. and is uh still a few episodes left. It's great, still great. Uh, I've been rewatching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Because uh, it's something to do that's that makes me happy. I think I've, yeah. I've moved on to rewatching Community now, but I, w- I we were rewatching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Finished Devs as we talked about, yeah. um, and after a million people recommended it to me over the last few years because it's about baseball and it's about podcasting and other things like that. I watched the first season of Brockmire uh-huh. with Hank Azaria, and I really liked it. So oh. there, it's funny. It's yeah. And uh, I have there's not no, there's no sports. Not watched it. Yeah. There's no sports on I have on not now. watched it, but they say that I've read to people who say that it and it just gets better. Yeah, well, so, it, it sounds good. like, uh, I mean, it just concluded and I actually read part of an appreciation of it and it was enough to make me kind of start watching it from the beginning. Um, oh, so it's complete. It's concluded its whole, whole it's run. run I think it just finished its run. 
Oh, all four seasons. Of it. I, I will say this about not being, I don't like read anything anymore. Yeah. Um, I break in the news. You really are. Mark concludes. Yeah. And I don't really follow any TV, Twitter stuff anymore or very little. It's always surprises me. Like when I see stuff, I'm like, oh, right. Because I saw that Homecoming has come back. Right. You know, but I don't know if what's his name is directing it. Did he do this? Oh, Mr. Robot Guy. I don't know. Yeah. Because that's the, I would watch it if he's directing it, but I, yeah, I don't I don't know, but it's weird to see things like you're like, yeah, Brockmire's wrapped it up, or you know, every once in a while a piece of news will come through on Twitter that I'll see, and I'm like, oh, really? Okay, uh, so yeah, uh, and the really answer is no. Attention. Sam Esmail did not direct season two of Homecoming. Yeah, don't know if I'll be watching it then. Yeah, um, that was the whole point, wasn't yep. it? So anyway, Brockmire, yeah. uh, <laughs> it was actually pretty good. It's 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 filthy. I mean, but that's okay. It's funny. It's very funny. Um, and the, the premise, the reason, honestly, the thing that made me watch it is that what the show's creator said was, um, or co-creator, I guess, is their view of the show was that it was about a person from his lowest point trying to become a better human being while the world around him just keeps getting worse. Oh. Uh-huh. So it's like he rises and they fall. Um and I thought it was kind of interesting. And yeah, it's funny. Hank Azaria is uh, very good. And uh, and uh, yeah, it's a good show. Good cast. Um, nice. On Netflix, I watched uh, Middleditch and Swar- Schwartz. You may know Thomas Middleditch oh, yeah. from uh-huh. Silicon Valley and Ben Schwartz from, among other places, Parks and Recreation. Um, three hour-long improv specials. Wow. It's literally the beginning of the show is they talk to the audience and uh, get some ideas and then they drop into improv and they just keep going. And I am telling you, Tim, I have not I have not laughed so hard in a very long time. Wow. I I want them. Three is not enough. I Like literally when this is all over, they just need to go and improv like re- just record all of the improv that they do because it's it was so, so good. So funny. So strange, and also honestly, with us all isolated, it feels a little bit like you're in a in an audience somewhere, which is kind of a nice oh, feeling. Good. So yeah, that's good. That's a good tip. So, I, I will get on. I that. recommend uh, it's like you know because Netflix has had great success with stand up specials, and I get it. Mm-hmm. And I've watched some of those, and I like some of those. And there are others that just don't don't work for me. But I hadn't seen uh, like an improv comedy special before. Uh, they might you know. Yeah, whose line is it anyway? And live improv, I, you know those those are things. But this was is a di- little bit different kind of beast, and I thought it was great. And I also finished season two of the end of the FXXing world. Oh yeah, uh-huh. and uh, it was good. Like not as good yeah. as the first season, but I, basically I'm going to endorse your review from way back when, which was it's good. It's not as good as the first season, but they found an interesting angle on it and explored yeah. those characters a little bit more without it feeling like a complete retread. Yeah, and that made me happy. Yeah, it's just in and in kind of an impossibly high bar for this first season. So, totally. Uh, I don't think they're going to, well, I don't know if they're going to do any more. They probably shouldn't. They definitely um, shouldn't. They definitely shouldn't. So I, ho- I hope that they don't. Cause it, um, but, you know, second seasons are, are hard in and of themselves, no matter what. So, but I thought that was, that was pretty good. But like the first season was so brilliant. It was hard to. And I have one Amazon update, which is Upload, which is Greg Daniels comedy. Oh, yeah. What do you think about that? Um, intellectually i appreciate it i've seen i've only seen a couple of them so far i Mm -hmm. i appreciate it i it also makes me deeply uncomfortable in a way Mm. that i i think it's not 
I don't know if it's trying to, but I find it, you know the the premise is pretty disturbing. Um, right. because the premise isn't just a guy dies and his brain is uploaded to a digital heaven that's that's not as perfect as you want it to be. There's a lot of really uncomfortable like power dynamics in it where he's forced into the uploading by his girlfriend who is browbeating him. And there is a, a level of absurdity to it, but there's also a level of realism to it that is really disturbing. And oh. suffice it to say, the uploading process is exactly as gruesome as you might expect it to be so this is not a guy who dies and wakes up in heaven it's a guy who is wheeled under a giant laser and has his brain blown off and then he's in heaven um and it's 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 makes me very uncomfortable um but that said there's a lot of interesting things about it and i just i I think it's telling that i haven't gotten back to episode three yet but i probably will eventually and robbie amell is good in it and uh the other cast is is interesting and uh one of the guy one of the hockey players uh one of the Letterkenny irish is one of the characters in it which i I was like who is this guy where have i seen him before (laughs) and then and then i'm like shorzy (laughs) oh shorzy's in it oh my god wow so that's um i I can't decide if he's shorzy or if he's the guy who says shorzy but either way it's a i finished letter kenny by the way which made me very sad because i know they're making more eventually but we ran out i finally ran out of letter kenny so that makes me that's what it's like six seven seasons eight you got to oh my god eight seasons you killed it man yeah yeah we took the slow road with that but it's gone now my uh my daughter and i are gonna get back into that um a lot of stuff went on pause, obviously, for the stuff. But now that I'm actually – I am enjoying watching movies with my kids. Uh, so we've been watching some movies. Nice. going to go over there tonight and watch a movie. Um, In it for the long haul. Yes. Just- <laughs> um, and it's funny. We Like, we like not all of them are great, but um, I, I, the t- the t- we, I got them to watch The Big Short. And that is such a fantastic movie. Yeah. And it's such a tough sell for teenagers. You're like, well – it's about the stock market crash when the subprime loan mm-hmm. business. <laughs> it's just, but I think that they took pity on me and they're like, okay, dad hasn't had it's his turn to get a cho- choose. We've got to watch this. And they ended up loving it. Like they both lost their minds at how great it was, which was good. And then all of us, it's a little movie. Say hello. We're switching. I'm the movie person now, not the, the TV person. And, um, uh, I liked, uh, the nonstop action and, those are the kind of like just entertain me movies uh of netflix doing um oh goodness what's his name it's about they're gonna get a they're in mumbai and they're taking a hostage they're taking somebody uh i want to say it's i want to say the package it's not the package (laughs) well what a great endorsement Mm. uh pandemic brain it's like um He's, he's they're, they're like mercenaries and they got to go in and they got to take a hostage situation out of a hostile area and it's it's on it just started on uh uh on Netflix and it's really super nonstop action and it was we ended up really kind of liking it and they actually made a cut for a for like a a, a shoot 'em up series where you've got car crashes and tight quarters and machine guns going off at every every second hmm. um they actually made a couple of uh dramatic storytelling decisions that i found really interesting and i thought oh those were less than predictable so that was pretty good so like that's a, i have a low bar for like stuff like that like action stuff that i just want to uh 
lose my brain on. But that was good. And the name of that show was? Uh, do you know? <laughs> That's right. The TV critic, everybody. He, he liked that show like that he it. doesn't know what it's called. I, I, I'll, I'll look it up. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, I, I did you know, a bunch of Googling while you were talking, trying to see if the title would fall out and it did not yeah see if it'll pop up uh extraction extraction i said the package it's like you're a pat you're 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 extracting the package so extraction okay extraction oh there we go i'm not paid to do this anymore no you're definitely not that's definitely not true um hbo max is coming next week yes oh my god and you and i are we actually have this is right uh, you probably have read about that you, you probably have should take the lead on this you probably know more all i know is that because you know we used to do this thing where we talked about um this thing called the streaming wars yes i don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that and how big of that was until thr said that's not, not a very big deal not, not an interesting topic for you to discuss just re- <laughs> no, review the new no. shows monkey monkey boy <laughs> yeah and why would we want to like have a bunch of like uh curated columns about things to watch nope. when would that ever be handy i who knows who knows um, <laughs> so so hbo max is coming at last we've talked about it for a billion years the the uh the final you know here here we are yes mm-hmm. um although a week less than a week away from its launch it's still unclear that, so the the way they're pricing this is interesting what they want to do is use this as a negotiating tactic to get everybody who carries hbo to upgrade their HBO subscribers to HBO Max. So if, for people who don't know, like if you're if you have HBO on your cable company and you also get HBO Go, that only happens because they they negotiated a deal about how the cable company is compensating them for that. And they're probably sweetening the deal a little bit. They're paying them a little bit more. Um and it's an interesting balance of power because they want the subscribers, but they also want the money. And the cable company doesn't want to drive their their high-value HBO subscribers away, but they also don't want to give up the money. So it's back and forth. And many of the cable companies and, and satellite providers have made this deal with uh, HBO and with, and with Warner for HBO Go. Uh, or HBO Max. So if you've got HBO right. on cable, you'll just get a HBO Max login, and it'll be fine. But they haven't made the deal with, I think it's Roku and with um, and with Comcast. Oh. So as a Comcast subscriber who gets HBO, unless something changes in the next week, which you know I think they're still negotiating, I won't have access to HBO Max next week when it launches. Only the subset of HBO Go. But Ooh. but they're still mm-hmm. talking because I think the right thing to do in terms of the consumer is to just say, if you have HBO, you have HBO Max. Like, it's all the same which thing. Is, yeah, which is what they have done for – I only know this because it, 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 it involves me, right? So, I mean, that's all I'm paying attention to these days. Sure. So, it's like, I have HBO now. Right. And they basically just said – That is HBO th- Max. Max, you do not have to change anything because right. you're paying and them I, directly. But when there's the middleman, so if you were if you were yeah. getting them through, uh, you know, through YouTube TV or something as an add-on, then there would be a deal where like YouTube TV would make a deal with Warner so that you know, and they would have to make that agreement. It's like every time if you've ever logged in somewhere and they've said choose what cable company you're with to yes. verify, and you mm-hmm. scrolled and not found your cable company. 
that's what this is. It's like the reason they list all some cable companies, but not others. So I have this, I forget what subscription I had where I, I got the, maybe it was, um, was it stars? I think it was stars. Oh, yeah. Stars sounds likely where <laughs> I had stars on TV and I could do stars on, on demand through Comcast, but I couldn't use the stars app because stars and Comcast did not make a deal for Comcast subscribers to log into stars on their app. So infuriating, yep. but, so infuriating, but, but yes. you know, they don't, I, but I understand it in the sense that, you know, I'm a Comcast customer, not a stars customer. And so they, they get their money via Comcast. And if they want to create a new service, they want a little more, you know, give me another 10 cents per subscriber or something as part of the deal. That's what's going on in the background. So anyway, it is coming. Also, I'll just throw in another wrinkle. Certain AT&T wireless unlimited plans, but I think not mine. Uh, Also get HBO Max for free. Interesting. Because they own AT&T is uh, owns HBO, right? So it's all part of the same company. So if you've got an AT&T wireless plan check, you may get HBO Max for free that way, or or you may at least get like a free month uh, based on your wireless plan. And if you get HBO through whatever you get HBO through check, you may next week get HBO Max. So that's my, that's my, my news you can use is that it's super confusing, but hopefully over time it'll settle down and it'll just be a, ideally a one-to-one where it's like, if you have HBO, you also get HBO Max. Yeah, I agree. I, I hope it settles down. I'm lucky that I have now and it just transitioned yeah. into it because I do want HBO Max. I do want to see all those stuff yeah. that's on there. Yeah. Um, also, I just want to point out again, Peacock still floating around out there. No, Almost nobody yeah. can see it because you got to have a, an Xfinity X1 DVR or their weird, apparently really lousy streaming uh, Xfinity Flex streaming box, the cable company's oh own streaming box. Yes, yes, um, that's the last thing you want from them. They're like, no, just yeah. put a dongle on it. We sent you a dongle in yeah. the mail. Yeah, you, you like uh, your cable box? Well, we got you a streamer that's like a cable box. <laughs> Great, but Great. Uh, I, I, I'm still waiting for that moment where they actually push out their, you know, like Apple TV app so that I can, or, or even iPad app so I can watch Peacock with my Comcast subscription, but they're not there yet. There's, it's it's very confusing times, Jason. It is. Types of confusion. That's what I hear. Yeah. Yes. Um, Boy, I, you know, if somebody was covering the streaming wars, this would be a good time. I know. To no, right, right. Yeah. Um, and I got a letter that relates to this because we got some letters. Okay. Boop, yes. Does this, I'm just going to, I'm going to do a little Columbo on you okay. right there. Boop, does this boop, letter boop, yep. re- <laughs> relate at all to Hulu? No. Okay, so I'm going to Columbia you okay. with by saying, because I think I noticed that oh, you saw this yes. too. Yes, Hulu changed their, their interface. <laughs> yes. And there God. was much rejoicing. <laughs> I just got that yesterday on my Apple TV. Yeah, the Hulu yeah. interface that was really bad where there were like multiple levels of things that slid around and you couldn't yeah. tell where you were selected and what you were going to. And the, always like it was like eight clicks away to find the show that you were still watching so that you could watch it some more. They have simplified their interface. So yes. that it looks like every other app that's out there. Yes. Disney came in and said, this will not do. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. So now it feels a lot more like uh, Disney Plus. And it's funny. I mean, you saw my tweet about it, which is I've been actually watching Hulu a lot and really enjoying it. But the interface is just garbage. So they fixed it. Yeah. Thank God. I mean, that was the thing that needed to be done. So that's great. Yep. Disney's. Yep. Put some money down. Yeah, it's good. I like it. All right. Here's the letter. Uh, this okay. is from Blake in the 810. It's the Peacock Network is going to flood us with even more content than HBO Max. At some point, there won't be enough customers to pay for all these services. So my question is, what will be the first major streaming service 
to fail. Ooh. I guess define <laughs> define major would be the, like yeah. a huge... And define fail, I guess. But what do you think? Is there is there one out there that you look at and you think, I don't know if this is going to work? Uh, well, you would always have to bet on uh, Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> always, always bet on Peacock. Right, because that's you know you're looking. You have to look at the corporate parents. I think that's a, that's problematic. I mean, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, know. it is a, it is a cable company. So how how invested ultimately are they? Even though it's important to do streaming, they are also the cable company. So it, how how hard are they going to try? And they also were the ones that who were like, you know, they were the last before they changed it to Peacock. What were they just? What were we calling it then? Oh well, I mean, it was Peacock Plus was what we were talking about. And, peacock, and it's actually yeah. peacock but yes yeah i mean it's amazing that you actually called that like two years ago or a year ago um, <laughs> it's just that dumb i'm just that yeah. good with dumb ideas <laughs> but um they were the first ones who were basically in the middle of everybody taking off and doing stuff they were just like yeah now we're kind of trying to make it more cable like hmm. and we and you're there's gonna be free if you get this cable and then there'll be some ads and they were the ones kind of doing it ass backwards and I was just thinking that then it's not going to work for them. Uh, my answer is that it will either be Apple TV Plus. Oh, if they because because they're not in on it all the way, they could just pull the plug if they wanted to. They could. Well, they're giving it away now, right? They're 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 giving it. You know, they're giving away. They they bought some movies and stuff, so they're investing more. And they uh, rumors have it. This is another story that we didn't talk about, but rumors have it that they are finally buying some catalog stuff. Oh, for the time. first time. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, the reason I mention is mostly that they are a player who could exit without it being the end of their business, right? Everybody else, right. it like, how can you be Warner Brothers? How can you be AT&T and own all of the Warner stuff and not have a streaming service, right? So there, it'll be around even if it's got to be recast a bunch of times. So that's my first yeah. one is just Apple could walk, choose to walk away at some point and nobody okay. would care and it would be fine. All right. And my yeah. other one is CBS All Access, which is going to become, you know, CBS and Viacom. They're rolling all the Viacom stuff in. The only reason I mention it is not because I think it's going to go away so much as as a fail, but um, I still am not convinced that that company isn't going to just get bought out by somebody. Yes, that's very true. At which point that's CBS All Access or what it's going to become will just vanish because it will become part of something else instead. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. But. But I would I would say Apple, even though I'm not saying Apple is going to fail, but I am saying that Apple can afford to fail. And I'm not sure most of these other companies can really afford to fail at streaming. So they will yeah. keep on digging. And I don't mean this to be as a, a dig at Apple, but what, what have you watched uh, on Apple? I know you liked... Um, Little the... America was really good. Um, okay. uh, For All Mankind was really good. For All Mankind, you were a big fan of that. Um, yeah. I've heard uh-huh. that the Chris Evans miniseries that's on there right now is actually very good. And um, uh, there's that show that I didn't like that I don't remember the name of it now about the, the eight-year-old who solves crimes or whatever it is. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and there's oh, there's something else on there that I'm supposed to watch that I haven't watched yet. Uh, I watched a, their British sitcom the other day because I thought that was interesting. Um, and it was fine, but I haven't watched a second episode of it. You know, it's... it's Mi- Maybe this is a better question. Yeah. But I mean, you are tapped into the Apple universe, but, uh, and I, I am too, but not to the same level you are. I'm just a consumer of all their products. 
I never see anything about Apple shows. Yeah. Never. Oh, um, Mythic Quest is okay. Okay. Yeah. That's Rob's show. And I haven't seen it because um, I didn't know it had started yet. So that's a not a good sign from, I mean, it could be a great show and I love Rob, but I need to go watch it, but I didn't even know it started. Or if I did, I wasn't really aware of it. I never saw an ad for it. And then, of course, that I quit my job and then the pandemic started and this other stuff was happening. This is this is the issue, I think, with Apple is that um, they don't have enough stuff. Yeah. Um, nobody knows about it. Nobody's talking about it. And I, I think the big problem is nobody even knows where to find it. Like the problem that they have with having their TV app everywhere is that the TV app has everything in it including their stuff. Their stuff is on the same level. I mean, they can promote it and stuff, but basically it's on the same level as all the channels that they're reselling. And oh. I feel like even as somebody who has an, all this Apple stuff, like when I when I go on my Apple TV to find an Apple TV TV show to watch, it's way harder than any other streaming service to find their shows, which is bananas. But there yeah. it is. Wow. So, and I think it's because they have this corporate directive. They want everybody watching shows from out of the TV app. But I just use the apps of the streaming services that I'm using. And as long as that's the model, their stuff is always going to be like one level down. And I, I think so. I think they've got issues of no catalog, not enough originals, and um, not high profile enough in their own interfaces. So I think that's why you feel like they're just not there. And that's, again, that's why I say, are they in or are they out here? It would be very easy for them to pull the plug. Yeah, I mean, I just they're, they're definitely botching the like advertising aspect of it. Yeah, you know. So I mean, and if you were saying that you're, it's taking all these extra layers together. That's very anti Apple in its own way. It should mm-hmm. be easy. Yep. To be able to pull it out of the box and plug it in. I feel like they're they're torn between um, building a an ecosystem for video in the TV app and building a streaming service. And I get that maybe their goal is not to build a streaming service. I mean, that's what they need to decide is, is the streaming service really just a loss leader to get people, you know, more content in the TV app, or are they trying to make a go of the streaming service? But if they're trying to make a go of the streaming service, they are not aggressive enough about that. They're like putting it below their priority to uh, build a, a video ecosystem around the TV app. And that's, that, that's their decision to make. But you know, right now, it's doing it at the detriment of the service. Okay, I have a question for anybody who might be listening to this and thinking, I don't know what you just said, yeah. which is possible. So I'm going to ask you this. So if I have Apple TV, yes, and I go on... If you have a- a- an Apple... See, okay, Apple TV, we got to stop you there. Okay. Do you mean like uh, an Apple TV box, or do you mean yes. you have the Apple TV service? Apple TV uh, Plus. I have, I have both. Okay, but where where do I find Apple TV Plus inside the? Okay, so you have an Apple TV, app? you have yeah. an Apple TV box, or an iPhone or an iPad. They all have this app called TV on them. In okay. there, you will see ads for Apple shows and other shows. Like if you have Hulu, it'll show you Hulu stuff that you've watched. Other and other stuff. They'll show you CBS All Access stuff that you've watched. But if you scroll down, eventually you will come to their little the little circles that are like the channels. And so like Epix is down there, and Stars is down uh, there, and HBO okay. is down there, and Apple TV is down there. Apple TV Plus. Oh, and you go in there, and all the Apple TV Plus shows are there. That seems like you just told me that they've buried their own shows. This is what I'm hole. saying. Is it's it's another layer down. 
So if if wow. everything you do on on your Apple TV, for example, is in the TV app, then it's at the same level as everything else. But if if you're like me and you just use the home screen of the Apple TV to switch between the HBO app and the CBS app and all of that. That's what I do. Which is yes. important because Netflix doesn't play ball with them. So you basically have to do that if you're going to use Netflix or something like that. Yes. Uh, at that point, there's no... What they should do is they should make a dummy app that's called Apple TV Plus that's on the top level that takes you to the Apple TV Plus shows, even if it's uh, really inside the TV app. Because that's the problem, is that they don't the have problem. their service as a top-level item in their interface that's problematic and and similarly i would say maybe on their devices they need to actually have an apple tv plus app not just the tv app because it's confusing yeah it's confusing you know i'm glad i got out when i got out of the racket man yeah yeah get out because i think this would be the streaming wars problem i probably would have like been paying attention i would have written this if you were allowed you know yeah if i was allowed to i would have written it ages ago uh I probably would have played that. I I would have found that out, written a story, and people were like, "It's just so confusing." I just think I'm not going to do it, which is essentially kind of what you're saying that they they could, based on this kind of like half in half out aspect, maybe they will be the first player out. Maybe I mean they, they have story. to decide what they want to be. That's really what they need to do. But you know, also like billboards and advertising on other channels, like or something, just like. Show me yeah. something in a magazine where I could say, oh, my friend Rob has a show. Mm. That would be helpful. I don't know if they have billboards and magazines anymore, Tim. They might not. It might not be a thing. Um, letter from Cliff in the 412. Hello, Cliff. Cliff says, Perpetual Grace Limited, thank you so much for recommending it to me. I finally subscribed to Epics just so I could watch it. It's terrific. But... It is completely distracting how it's all the same actors from Patriot and so many of the same story <laughs> elements. I guess they couldn't get Michael Dorman to play Jimmy Simpson's character and Marcus Toji was too old to play Glenn. Uh, you know, fair point. I do have those moments watching Perpetual Grace where I'm like, wait a second. It's like, yeah, it's the it's the it's the cast of players from Patriot back together again. Back together. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, Jim in the 707 wrote in. He said, hello, boys. Hoping you'll be back tonight. Jim, we are back. We're back, baby, um, for one last time. One last hurrah until, uh, and, and then this volume is closed. But until yes, then, I, I, uh, I've got a recommendation for you, a British comedy streaming on Netflix, Toast of London. Okay, so this is with Matt Berry from uh, What We Do in the Shadows, and I haven't okay, seen yes. it, but I've mm-hmm. heard good things about it. And Jim says, it's absurdist, over-the-top, silly. Sometimes it doesn't quite land, but overall, it's a joy. And I laugh, and I say, thank you for a well-done, intelligently written, and acted TV show. Try it. Also, would you care to discuss, here's some other news we didn't get to, uh, changes at Comedy Central and how they fit into this incredible change from cable to streaming. Um, So they they ousted uh, Kent Alterman, Viacom CBS executives believe the changes were necessary because the old way of running a cable network no longer makes sense. It sounds like a lot of the development at Comedy Central is going to uh, cease. And they're going to do more just sort of showing a bunch of sitcoms and stuff. Um, And then uh, he also, uh, Jim also says, streaming has been on the rise for a decade. The number of streaming subscribers around the world surpassed the number of cable subscribers two years ago. Good thing TVTM streams worldwide. Yes, thank you, Jim. So, yeah, I don't know if you you saw that. I assume you didn't. But uh, they made 
they made a a change at Comedy Central, and and the the general read on it was they took somebody who's very well regarded in the world of comedy, and instead now they're going to run it like they do MTV, which is like they show five shows and they just show them back to back endlessly and run them into the ground, uh, which maybe maybe is inevitable given um, what is happening to cable TV and given that one of Comedy Central's bread and butter things, which was comics and stuff, has all kind of moved to Netflix. I don't know. Well, I'm glad I'm not around to write that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I've got a bunch. So a few weeks ago when we were last here, I asked listeners to suggest shows that they might like. to. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that uh-huh. other people might like to watch during the the pandemic. And I'm going to just rattle through a bunch of them. Okay. Just, I will make noises if I like them and enjoy them. All right. Uh, Lewis said, um, you know, among the classics, The Office, um, Freaks and Geeks, My So-Called Life, and more recently, Bob's Burgers, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Good Place, The Magicians. All good. Listener David said, among recent shows, Hilda, Sex Education, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Sense8, Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard, Jessica Jones, and Supergirl. Never heard of Hilda. Hilda. I don't know. Maybe it's new. Then you wouldn't know. Brandon <laughs> said, if it's just stuff you haven't gotten to, Avatar of the Last Airbender is great. Mm, um, yes. Totally love that show. Monica says, Shit's Creek. My wife watched that entire run and said oh. it was great. Okay. And Parks and Rec. Uh, Lucas yep. said, there's a new season of Future Man, and it's ridiculous, oh. but why not? Okay. Martha uh, has a big list, um, drama with a spy edge to it, The Americans Counterpart, The Bureau, The Spy, more escapist Jack Ryan, regular dramas, The Wire. Oh, have you watched The Wire? Yeah, I think so. Uh, The Wire, Modern Love, Procedural British Cop Shows, Unforgotten, Shetland, Vera, Midsummer Murders, Good Comedies, Mozart Mozart in the Jungle, Red Oaks, Fleabag, and Catastrophe. Whoa, thumbs up to those, Martha. Those are all great. Detectorists, yes. Detectorists yes. is my my recommendation for soothing pandemic viewing. Detectorists, yes. For any, yes. Uh-huh. Um, Dan says I'm going to stick with shows that aren't too heavy. Moon Boy, Ugly oh, Delicious, yes. Bob's Burgers, Veep, Little America, Making It, Blown Away, AP Bio, Superstore. I think you should leave. Insecure, The Good Place, The Detour, Baskets, Nathan for You, and Freaks and Geeks. Sure. Wow. Yeah. Listener Chris says sex education is my top pick. Uh, Listener Ron said, oh, this is great. Light, charming procedurals all on Acorn. Mr. Uh, and Mrs. Murder, Miss Fisher Mysteries, Ms. Fisher Modern Mysteries, Brokenwood. (laughs) Engrossing, well-written dramas also on Acorn. Um, Ron, are you working for Acorn? Line of Duty, Wire in the Blood, George Gently, and a gorgeous Australian historical soap, a place to call home. I watch more Acorn than I realize, Ron says. Apparently, yeah. yeah. I heard Wire in the Blood is good. Yeah. James wrote in to say, The Brady Bunch is on Hulu and Amazon Prime. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, he says, if you're of a certain age uh, or you have a seven-year-old, uh, it's a delight. Um, Sarah, Indy Sarah. Our, we love her. Oh, yes. In, uh-huh. Indy Sarah. She says, when my nerves are jangling, I pop on a news radio DVD or I catch detectorists on streaming. Amen, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keith said, I've been watching Mystery Science Theater 3000, Monty Python's Flying Circus, Rick and Morty, Futurama, and Daria. Oh, yeah. 
Daria, yeah. one of the original jaded MTV series. Mm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, LV wrote in to say, with short episode counts, Euphoria, Counterpart, Fleabag, Bodyguard, Detectorist, and Little Drummer Girl, Harley Quinn, Brockmire, McMillions, and Babylon Berlin. All right. Wow, those are really good. I've heard bad things about McMillions that it takes too long. It should be like five minutes. Yeah. But other than that, I've heard everything else on that list was very strong. A very strong list from everybody. I know, right? Solid. Uh, Marcus says Money Heist, Maniac, Messiah, other things starting with M. Yes. Uh, and Toast of London. Hey, there you go. Toast of London. I've watched. I watched a season of Money Heist. It's good if you like a 24 kind of thing. Don't think too hard, though. It's yeah. It's it's dumb, but it's fun. But it's it's yeah. real dumb. Yeah, that's what I heard. But it's like action packed. Yeah, it right? is. It is like that's it's absurd, kinda, but it's like yeah. like twenty four, and it's in Spanish. But you can watch it with subtitles, or you can it, turn on the English dub. Is there sexiness to it? <sighs> a little bit, but okay. not as much as maybe there should be. But a little okay. bit. Okay. All right. Uh, Come on, Spain. Yeah. Um, Rob says Kim's Convenience. My wife also watched all of that and said it was good. Outlander. Yes. Uh, Better Things. Of course. Of course. Mm -hmm. Um, Nick says uh, Escapist on each streamer. Nailed it on Netflix. McMillions on HBO. The Expanse on Amazon. Archer on Hulu. For All Mankind on Apple TV Plus. And The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Yeah, Mandalorian's really good. If you never watched that, watch it. It's fun and and light and pleasant. Man, that is some... Okay. Len says, people of Earth, rest in peace. Oh, yes. God, I love that. Uh, Listener Michael says, the riches. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, when are they coming back, I wonder? That's coming back. That's a great show. You know, if the riches were coming back, you wouldn't even know now. Well, you can watch, but you can watch the riches now. That's you can on on yeah. FX on Hulu, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Radvan wrote in and said, "Detectorist, Sherlock, Downton Abbey, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Outlander, The Crown, Fleabag, Breaking Bad, Planet Earth, Mandalorian, Rick and Morty, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and with an E, Big Little Eyes, Man in the High Castle." Um, let's see what. Yeah, there's just there's lots of shows, people. Still- I was just gonna say, I'm getting the sense here. I don't want to like be alarmist, but there's a lot of shows. There's to a choose from. lot of TV. Yeah, it's true. Um, Anne said Disney Plus just launched recently in the UK, and I'm all about the Clone Wars. I have a lot of f- friends who are watching the Clone Wars now. They did yes, their last, uh-huh. their most recent season as well. So those are uh, those are some recommendations. Thank you. That's a big one to the That's listeners. A lot of good ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now. So Tim, we're, we we're we're going to try to do something, uh, okay. people, and if people stay yes, subscribed here, you know we think that they will they will be rewarded at some point in the next few weeks with something that we don't know, know exactly what it is. But I think I think the bigger point, and, and you sent an email to me about it, is you know things that interest us broad more broadly about culture than um, than just TV, which we've been talking about. I might bring up TV from time to time because like that's one aspect of culture, but there are, there are others. I, I would love to do an episode where you explain to me what the heck natural wine is and why you like it. Honestly, I would, I would love to do that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. we can talk about writing cause we both do that for a living, believe it or not, even now, but, um, you know, different, very different kinds, but we could talk about that. We could talk about music again. There are lots of other things in the zeitgeist that we could talk about. I feel like there's plenty of things, but, but what, I think what we have to do is we're just going to have to um, say 
it's not this show. It's something different. And if you are listening to this, honestly, if you're listening to this for TV reviews and news, you probably stopped listening to this in December. But <laughs> if you are here to listen to us talk every so often from our respective houses, like we've been doing for the last five years, I think we, I think we will continue that, but it, it's going to continue its transformation into something else. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that, the, yeah, I do. I think that makes sense. And I think that they're like, it's just a culture smorgasbord. I mean, there's be fun things to talk about. And I think, uh, I think it could be totally open. We could have like guests. guests. Yeah, I know. We bits, talked guests. about that. Guests, interviews, mm-hmm. just chatting with other people. We're gonna we're gonna see where it takes us. I think I think by uh, parking volume four of the machine on the side of the road, volume four, yes. volume five. Did I? I don't even remember which volume four. it is now. It's volume, vol- four. volume four. Volume yeah, I four. There's three. Volume four. All right, and then we will leave these 250 episodes here as a monument. But then we will, um, if you stay subscribed, this will, whatever we do next, will be will pop in here. So, and I, I just want to say a couple of things quickly right. before we go here. And this is not a Columbo. This is just this is, but it is. We not talked about it. Well, we never talked about any any planning. Um, thank you so much for uh, doing all these or being out the knobs on all these, producing these, and even back to when you basically resuscitated this crazy thing off of the Chronicle. That was a volume two. That was volume two. <laughs> But you know, you actually did actually go into the Chronicle building and produce an episode. That's I believe, true. Once, one time, um, which is kind of great. It was like that's, that's like in that, in that scary room with the buzzing all the time oh that I God. think was irradiating all of us. Yeah. Yes, we we're definitely. Yeah, I Peter like Hartlaw this... probably lives in there now. Well, he used yeah. to. Now he lives yeah. at home. <laughs> he's he's probably being irradiated. That's why I couldn't remember of the uh, the Netflix movie. Mm. Still can't. Uh, that was fantastic. So you've been there the whole time. And then we revived this one, and it was the legacy one because it's gone the longest. It's gone 250 episodes. Um, so thank you for uh, – and also, like, you were the one who basically said for this one, like, hey, you know, maybe it's we ought to do this and, like, make it, like, a real thing. Um, well, so that was nice. I, I appreciate that. You know, the original TVTM is one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Really, that's how, what I, how I got into podcasts was the original TVTM and the Ricky Gervais podcast. Those are the mm-hmm. two podcasts that I listened to when I fell in love with podcasts. And I also noticed as an attentive reader and media person that uh, as it became more and more ridiculous, you became <laughs> less and less inclined to discuss it as part of your professional life because... I think it was, you know, as fun as it was, it was also kind of embarrassing if somebody was like, oh, TV critic at The Hollywood Reporter, eh? I hear he has a podcast. What? Right? Like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> no, nobody this? nobody mentioned porno poot. <laughs> nobody do it. Um, and so that was that moment when I was going out on my own where I said, hey, I have an idea. What if we did a version of it that you could actually be proud of <laughs> professionally? Right. And I yes. think we did it. I think and then, it. until the point where you no longer needed to be that kind of professional anymore more so yeah. yeah i think mission accomplished there yeah mission accomplished i'm i'm happy that there was a podcasting uh, record of those uh <laughs> the later years the later years <laughs> and even the early years are funny because it's just like such such nutball we had so oh much my God. fun like i've never had more fun doing anything than that original one where it was just we just laughed and we didn't know what we were doing and no one cared what you know that's like i love that the early yeah, days that's I, early days of podcasting right there is like Phil Bronstein's voice was on introducing you to this podcast, and then what was it? <laughs> like, yeah, that's amazing. It was, it's just, and then like them to have forgotten about it. Like, so all of that was great. Um, I, I'm happy to have sort of 
you know, and also the one of the reasons that we ended up doing this is you actually helped me through the iteration that briefly ran in the uh, THR, which was hilarious because I was telling them for years to do a podcast that I would be willing to do a podcast. And they're like, well, that's not possible. And then I was like, actually, I put one up on your site already, our site. And they're mm. like, what? Um, and then, you know, after you and I had done this and we had been doing it for a really long time, they're like, you know what we think would be amazing is a podcast. <gasps> like they're, you know, it's Gasp. just that is, I, but I love that we worked around other people who were being um, resistant or non visionary and we got stuff done. That's really important. Got the power rankings in there. <laughs> Got the Power Rankings Net, which Pace Magazine has blatantly <laughs> stolen. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, thanks, Pace Magazine, uh, for the credit that I never More got. More like but... copy and paste, am I right? Yeah. Oh, oh, hey! hey, hey. Hmm. We're here all week. Um, but I also want to thank everybody who's ever been uh, on the Because some of the people here have been, even go back to the original one. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's the OGs. Uh, appreciate that and thanks for listening i know it was crazy especially at the beginning and then we kind of this was very professional like jason said uh and then when i quit there and, and then there was kind of not less of a need and i couldn't talk about what i did still can't uh and then with the pandemic and this kind of all went sideways but we kept it afloat enough i think to get to 250 here yep and i'm proud i'm proud of the run i'm more proud of anything uh could be more proud of anything uh done podcasting wise than this like this was we we did it and uh, uh i really appreciate it yeah it's been fun and uh you know knowing what you are doing and can't say right now i have some hopes <laughs> that 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 will become fodder for a podcast at some point but it, it's not really something you can talk about on a podcast when you literally can't talk about it so we're gonna have to wait <laughs> for that yeah we, we, that might be a thing yes. yeah well, so yeah. let's let's hope that that happens at some point so anyway yes thank you and thank you to the listeners uh the og and the new um and we will be back in some form at, in this podcast feed to talk about stuff on an ongoing basis from our homes quite honestly we were in our homes anyway we've been in our homes all 250 episodes but uh you know now, now we're, we're really in our now homes, we're yes. really really in it so yes um I think that re I think we've reached the end. I think we got to close. We got to pull the machine off, put some yellow tape around it. Say yeah. you know caution. Put a tarp over it. It'll it'll be yeah. That's right. It's not abandoned. It's just no. uh, it's just resting. It's resting. And uh, and until volume five begins, but uh, that leaves us with nothing more to say except. Bye, bye everybody. everybody. Sincerely. Bye.